If you're looking for a new ads management client, then today's episode is especially for you. We are diving into the big mistakes to avoid. And if you don't offer ads as a service, keep listening because these tips will help you too. Welcome to JFDI with the two Lauras. This is the podcast for freelance marketers where we help you create a profitable business. And in today's show, we are sharing five big mistakes to avoid when you're looking for ads management clients. But before we dive into this, a quick hello from us. We are Laura Moore and Laura Davis, and more commonly known as The Two Lauras. We are freelance social media marketers and ads managers ourselves, so we know what it's like trying to win new clients. We are also the founders of The Inner Hub, the only membership exclusively for freelance social media marketers, where we are dedicated to helping every member to build a profitable business they love. So over the years since we joined forces, we have helped literally thousands of freelancers and we've spotted that there's five big mistakes that happen all the time when it comes to needing a new ads client. And once these mistakes are pointed out, you will be able to make sure that you avoid them. So even if you are at capacity right now, or even if you don't do ads right now, pay attention to these because these will help to make sure that you don't get caught out next time you need a client, whether you offer ads or something else. So Laura, what is the first big mistake? The first big mistake is expecting people to know that you have capacity and availability for more clients. And we see this all the time, don't we? Yeah, quite often people will come to us and they will say that they're struggling to find a new client. We'll, We'll always ask in our groups, won't we, what is your biggest challenge right now? And they will say, I need a new client or I'm just struggling to find new clients. And then we'll go and look at their socials. And on their socials, they've never even told anyone that they've got capacity to help somebody. So like, we need to remember that people are not mind readers. (laughs) We need to tell them that we can help them. Yeah. And not just doing that by putting it on their Instagram stories, for example, because as we all know, they just disappear after. Yeah. 24 hours or even and 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 put them in your instagram stories and then putting them in your highlights and expecting somebody to go and look at your highlight when was the last time you looked at anyone's highlights yeah i was just going to ask you the same i don't know i never look at people's highlights so like uh, well over a year Mm. (laughs) like if not longer and i think on that note although you know posting on your social media platforms whichever they are yes they obviously that content hangs around longer than if you would post on stories but you need to mention things more than once. People mm. don't see that one post. Not everyone you f- who follows you or you want to kind of attract into your world will see that one post. And even if they did, they're not necessarily going to take action off one post. We need mm. to kind of rinse and repeat. We need to say it in different ways. We need to tackle kind of different pain points. We need to um, address all the different opportunities that it comes for the for people working with you and I think people just forget to do that and then they go into like a state of panic you know if they suddenly are without a client and need to find a new client but they should have been doing all of this legwork before yeah totally and I think when you do have capacity the risk with just saying it once is that, and we do this all the time, we will have mm. a conversation and we'll be like, oh, we need to do blah, blah. Yesterday, I saw somebody on Instagram who said they do that. Can, who was it? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. So you'll yeah. go and look. You can't find them. They never post again. And so the moment's passed and you go and find somebody else. So if you tell somebody you've got capacity today, 
But tomorrow is the day that they actually need that capacity or they're speaking to whoever it is in the business to make that decision and they can't find your post and you don't show up in their newsfeed again. You've but missed your competitor that does. Yeah, yeah. Market your business, guys. Like it's quite yeah. important. <laughs> I know. And, you know, the amount of people who push back on this is, mm. it's a lot. And it, it just, like to me as a, as a business owner who, and we obviously hire lots of different freelancers for lots of different things. If that freelancer wasn't showing me that they were good at what they do, i.e. a good email marketer sending me good emails or a good copywriter writing good copy or a good social media marketer doing social media and a good ads manager, I kind of want to be seen as well. I want to be seeing your ads. Mm. And I know this is kind of, I don't know, it shouldn't be controversial, but again, I know people push back on this, but if you're an ads manager, you have that amazing ability and skill to be able to use ads to attract people into your world. And you could be really clever about it as well. Like I see some amazingly clever, like retargeting from some service-based people and ads managers. You guys can be doing that too. And, you know, I'm not saying you should be spending hundreds of thousands of pounds, obviously not, but there's nothing wrong with trying to run some low cost ads for your business because I would kind of want to see that. I'd want to see that you knew what you were doing. And it kind of tells a client something if you're not willing to, I don't want to say gamble, but that's the only word that I can think of. But if you're not willing to gamble your own money on ads, why should they trust you to gamble yeah. theirs? Yeah. You know, it's like you, you need to put your money where your mouth is sometimes. And back to that point that you made about, you know, if we if we only post about our capacity or that we've got availability on our socials once and then they come back the day later and can't find you. The good thing about ads is that you can find them. You're mm. not relying on people to come and find you. You know, you're being much more proactive about it. And I just think, you know, being a good ads manager is such a amazing skill to have and and with huge benefits to clients but you've got to remember to look after yourself as well use that skill to your advantage be creative about it grab people's attention you know the retargeting you can do from your website traffic you know it could be amazing and I get it all the time like my feed is full of ads managers who are running their own ads so that people are doing it. So if you're not doing it, then, and your competitors are in your niche, then you're making your life even harder, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I think also going back to expecting everybody to know that you have capacity, you should be doing everything you can to literally tell everybody that you come across. Like, Tell your friends, tell your, you know, your private Facebook profile, tell your hairdresser, literally tell every single person that you come across, you know, this is what I do for a living. By the way, if you know anyone who needs my help, I have actually got space right now. But also you should be, you should be tracking all your prospective leads. You should have a list of target clients who you want to work with. And you should be working on that prospect list all the time so that as and when you have capacity for a new client, you know who you can go to. You've already started to build relationships and you can literally get in touch with people direct and just say, by the way, I know we've had these conversations just to let you know, I've got capacity right now. You know where I am if you need me. 
if you don't have that prospect list, you're starting from scratch every single time. You're yeah. just making your life really difficult. And you've got to remember as well, with when you're an ads manager, like a freelancer, you know, you're not an agency, you're not looking to take on hundreds and hundreds of clients. So say you just want say, three or four clients, you've got to remind your audience of that, that they can't just come to you whenever they want. You've got to say to people, look, I only work with, you know, the four best businesses that I can. And you've got to make people think, oh, I really want to work. I really want to work with you. Um, I'm prepared to wait for you. So you can do that by putting out great content. Talk about that kind of scarcity that, you know, you don't have opportunities very often. Like have a waiting list, like give yourself that confidence to tell people that people are waiting to work with me. Like make yourself be the person that people want to work with. Because as I've just said, an ads manager is such a such a good skill and such a good opportunity for loads of different, if not all businesses. And I just think we need to just have more confidence in ourselves to tell the world that. Yeah, I agree. Going on to mis- big mistake number two, I think when you are struggling to find a client it can be really tempting to feel like you have to persuade somebody to invest in ads. And this is a big mistake. You should never be trying to persuade somebody to invest in ads because they will turn out to be the worst clients ever, won't they? They will. They will. And I think if it's hard work to convince a client, you just know it's not going to go well. You know, that yeah. businesses do have to be at a certain point in their business to effectively see the benefits of ads. You know, it's definitely easier, I guess, to use social media marketing, like organic marketing from the start of a business outset. But from ads, you know, there's a lot of moving parts that need to be working in a business for an ads manager to be able to make, you know, significant improvements to the leads or the sales. So sometimes you know, you again, you need to just be able to have the confidence to say, no, you're not ready. Yeah. And if, you, you know, no, I don't think you're ready for me. Um, you know, and if you have a, a a variety of offers available in your business, maybe you've got something else is better for them at a different, at the stage they are in that business, then even better. But having to convince clients or having to um, justify why you charge what you charge or like I get why, you know, they might need to have an understanding of how much they need to spend because they just don't know how it works. Like I'm tot that's totally fine that people can be inquisitive and want to understand how their money is being spent. I like I absolutely get that. And you'd kind of actually want people to have a good understanding of that. But if you're finding that they are asking for that kind of justification and they just don't get it, they don't get marketing and it's a bit of a battle, then you should just walk away. They're not your dream client, are they? And I think it's difficult. I was just going to say, if you're really keen to, if you really need a client, you know, you maybe really need that income. I, I totally get it. And I have been there myself where I've really wanted that new client. I needed that extra income. So I've taken on clients that I really probably shouldn't have done. And I've negotiated my fee and, you know, very quickly I resent it. They clearly don't understand why I've not got them 20 times ROAS that people talk about on LinkedIn within three days. And I wish in hindsight, it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it 
to get that money just to then have to go through that awkward offboarding process. Yeah. Um, there, there was a comment in our membership, the Inner Hub, recently, um, where somebody was talking about ads budget with a client and the client wanted to spend a very sensible amount of £8 a month on their ads. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is the sort of businesses <laughs> that you just want to run from because yeah they can it's almost like they understand the benefit of ads but if you've got to persuade them to actually spend a decent amount of money you're just going to have a running battle with them with having yeah. to like you said justify how much they're spending and they're just going to feel really uncomfortable all the time and it's just it's just really awkward to work with somebody like that when you're persuading somebody to part with their hard-earned cash that's not a good way to start off a relationship no, and we, you know, we talk about this a lot. But one of the best things about being a freelancer is that you can curate your business to be however you want it to be. And one of the joys is working with great businesses and great people, and people who really respect you, people who are prepared to pay, people who don't quibble when you put your fees up every year, people who enjoy working with you, are seeing the benefits, and really appreciate you. These are the people that will warm your cockles. The people who are like constantly asking for justification, constantly quibbling over, you know, the very small amount they might already be paying. They're not prepared. Even, and, and even worse, when you start to get them results and they're not prepared to kind of scale that and, mm. and, and reap the benefits and make sun, uh, make hay while the sun shines. I was going to say make sun when the hay shines. It's just really frustrating as an ads manager because you've got all these skills, but yet you can't utilize them because the businesses are just not, they're just not at the right level. They're not there yet, are they? And, you know, lots of ads managers, I think when, especially when they're starting out, they think, oh, well, I'll work with those ones because it's easier. Maybe they're spending less. So you feel like you've got less, less risk, but actually they're the hardest clients. If you can find the clients that are spending, you know, a few grand a month and are prepared to pay you, you will have a way better positive experience. You'll learn so much more in practice than when you're fighting with the small clients who don't have the budget. Yeah. And that's a good lead into mistake number three as well, I think, because especially if you are kind of new as an ads manager or, um, you know, you haven't had very many clients yet, you can sometimes feel like you should drop your price to get a client. And that is a big mistake. Don't Mm. drop your your prices just because you don't feel like you have enough experience yet, because you will always have more experience than the person that you're working for. Yeah. And you've got a valuable skill. Yeah. I think we take it for granted, don't we sometimes? And this is probably any skill, isn't it? You learn it, you kind of embrace it, you offer it, and then you forget how much more you know than someone who hasn't done all that training and mm. and all that investing in your kind of learning. And because we then see it as just day-to-day stuff that we know and we forget that actually when I speak to people and I'll talk to them about like, you know, for example, like meta retargeting ads, they're like, oh my God, how do they do that? And I talk to them about the pixel and it just absolutely blows their tiny minds. And it's a good <laughs> reminder that what we do know is a lot. And, you know, yes, you might not have hundreds of clients under your belt, but you do know enough 
to charge your worth and it's a slippery slope if you start kind of pulling your fees down because you feel like you're not experienced or you know well I'm just going to work with this you know like we've just said going to work, work with this small client because it will be easier it won't be like honestly it won't be like I've done Facebook ads or meta ads for years now like over 10 years and never ever ever has doing that <laughs> that resulted in a positive outcome it's it's just not worth it no I agree and if you are kind of in that stage or you you don't know how to charge for this service or you're undercharging, go back in our podcast feed and listen to episode number 32. Uh, we talked in that episode about five steps to revolutionizing your pricing. And that will really help you to make sure that you are charging right in the first place. But don't drop your fees just because you feel like you don't have the experience or you want to work with what you think is an easy client in the first place. Because like Laura says, it won't be. It, mm. It's just a big mistake. Okay. Mistake number four, Laura. Yeah. So this is one, um, again, we, we, we harp on about this quite a lot, but it's not pre-qualifying your ads leads. You'd be amazed. Like Laura mentioned before, the person in our membership who'd said that someone had said that they were happy to spend eight pounds a month. Imagine if you've gone through the process of someone booking a call with you, a discovery call, you get on that discovery call, you chat about, you know, chat with them, you find out about their business, you get down to the nuts and bolts of it and you say, right, how much are you thinking of spending a month? And they go, oh, you know, probably about eight pounds a month. And you've then got to get out of that phone call because that is just going to be awkward. Mm. <laughs> and it's just that that whole process, what a waste, what a waste of your time. Yeah. Or you get on a discovery call and you realise that, you know, you're, say, um, positioning yourself as an ads manager who wants to work with e-commerce businesses and you get on a discovery call and you find out that that person wants lead generation for uh, an aesthetics business. <laughs> Again, you, you kind of waste time. And one of the things we hear all the time from freelancers is they struggle with time. They don't have the time to do things. They don't have the time for this. They don't have the time for that. And I get it. Like we're all busy people. So pre-qualify will help you with that time. You're not going to waste then discovery calls with people who are not either not ready for you and or are not who you want to work with. And if you don't end up working with who you want to work with, you're just going to resent it. So by pre-qualifying and and you can do that in a couple of ways, which we'll come on to. But by pre-qualifying, you are sifting out the people who aren't ready. So, for example, on my pre-qualifying form on my website, I will tell people right at the outset, this is what my fees are. And I will only work with the people who can spend X amount on their Facebook ads each month. So someone can see that and go, OK, this isn't right for me. And then they go and that's fine. Or they fill out the form and still think, oh, maybe they will because I think my business is the best business ever. <laughs> and they fill out the form and then I'll go back to them. And back in the day, when before this business was around, I'd have gone back to them and said, okay, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to work with you, but I can offer you a slot on my ne next uh, masterclass on 
Facebook ads or I can offer you a nurture package where I'll help you to do it for yourself. But if I didn't have that pre-qualifying form, I'd have ended up on loads of calls with the wrong type of people. Obviously, now I just send everybody to the directory um, on the hope that everybody on the di- our directory that meet the Social Pro directory have got their pre-qualifying forms set up. But we can also pre-qualify on our marketing, can't we, Laura? Yeah, definitely. I think all your marketing should be speaking to the right people so that when somebody comes over to your pre-qualifying form or your website, it's not a shock to them that they have to be Mm. spending X amount or that you only work with this type of business. They should already know that from your marketing. And, you know, your marketers, we don't need to tell you how to market your business, but you just do need to make sure that you know who it is you want to work with so that you can create that content that pre-qualifies people. Um, so if you if it is that you do only want to work with e-com businesses that use Shopify, for example, your content should be very clear. You should talk about Shopify. You should talk about e-com businesses. All of your testimonials and reviews should be around those things. Whereas if you keep it really generic, people just don't get it, do they? No. If I was looking for someone to help us with our Facebook ads and I was scrolling, say, for example, on LinkedIn and I saw some posts and obviously, as we all know, it's going to be the image that will grab someone's attention. And I've got two images in front of me, one which says I help uh, membership businesses with their Facebook ads or I help businesses with their Facebook ads. Of course, I'm going to like even subconsciously, I will be drawn to the person who has called out my business. And of course, that will be the route that I will then go down. I I won't stop scrolling for the person who will help everybody. I don't want someone who knows how to help every business in the world. I want someone who knows how to help my business. And people are selfish when they're making these kind of decisions. And quite rightly, so they should be. They should because their priority is their business. So they want to see content that speaks to them. That is that start of that process of pre-qualifying, isn't it? You you know, yeah. because then I know, okay, well, this is the right person for me. But equally, if an e-commerce brand saw that post, they're not going to stop scrolling. So you're automatically filtering out the people that you don't want to work with in your marketing. And you're probably listening to Laura now thinking, yeah, but the whole point of this podcast is that I haven't got a client. I can't be picky. But you can be picky because when you're not picky, you end up working with the nightmare clients. But also by being specific in your in your marketing, people pay more for specificity. People pay more for an expert who can really help them with their business. People pay more when they know that the person that they are speaking to understands their business and understands what they do. And people pay more when they know that you are the expert in you know, the the industry, the type of um, ads that they want running, the tools that they use, all of those things, people will pay more and they will be much more inclined, like Laura said, to actually stop and pay attention to your message than if you're just like, hey, I do ads. Come on, come and hire me. No one's interested in that. So if you're someone who on your website or even on your bio, on your social media, have book a discovery call with me and you're linked to your Calendly or what have you, if you do one thing after this podcast is remove that and put yourself in a pre-qualifying form. Like you can do it in Google Forms, type form. Airtable. There are so many options. They don't have to cost you any money, but they will help you in the long run. And don't make this mistake. 
don't have the button on your website lead to your form and when they filled in their form, lead to your calendar so they can book the call. You need to be looking at that form and deciding whether or not you invite somebody to a call. Not everyone should be able to book a call with you. There should be a barrier. You, you know, your call should be exclusive to the people who you want to invite onto them. So not literally not anyone should be able to rock up to your website and be able to just book into your diary. Like Laura said earlier, we're all busy people. We don't have time to just speak to everybody. So reclaim your time. Yeah. Okay. Final big mistake. Well, that quite simply is not being on the Meet the Social Pro directory. So the Meet the Social Pro directory is a directory of part of the Inner Hub, which is our membership for freelancers. And... The reason we set it up is to help. Well, actually, there's probably a bit more of a backstory, isn't there? So we did a cat. Well, I did a campaign years and years ago on social media called Meet the Social Pro. And it was all about how we needed to find a way to position social media marketers who are the good ones, the genuine ones, the, the people who aren't out to make a quick buck you know, the people who try hard, the people who continue to invest in their learning, you know, the people that I would want to work with. So we ran a campaign over a couple of years called Meet the Social Pro, which was brilliant. And then we decided that as part of our inner hub membership, that we would kind of follow that theme through and have a directory where we can help position our amazing members on this directory and clients looking, businesses looking, don't need to fill out forms. They don't need to give us our email address. We've not put it behind any kind of gateway. It's easy for businesses to find people. They can come check you out. They don't have to kind of come via us. So we've made it as easy as possible for people to be found on that platform. And we get a lot of traffic, don't we? We get a lot of businesses looking Yeah. In the last month alone, I think we've had 486 businesses on that directory. And literally that's just in the month of, we're in January right now. So that was in the month of January, nearly 500 businesses looking for a freelancer. That is a lot of potential leads. So when you're not on a directory like that, with all that potential opportunity, you're missing out. Last year in 2022, almost 7,000 businesses used our directory to find a freelancer. So, you know, if you're sitting here thinking, oh my God, I really need a client, I need an ads client or even a social media client or whatever, this is the place that you need to be showing up. Businesses are visiting here specifically with that goal in mind of finding somebody to help them. So yeah, get on it. Yeah. So how do people get on it? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good point. So to be on the the directory, you do have to be a member of our membership, the Inner Hub. Um, You can go to the twolauras.com forward slash Inner Hub to pop your name on the waiting list um, and you'll get an email confirmation that you're on the waiting list. And then as soon as we open up space, you can come and join us and you will get the listing included in your membership fee. And you can just go and pop all your details on there. If you are a member listening and you are on there, (laughs) just a quick heads up. When was the last time you updated your listing? Go and look at it and see if there's anything that needs tweaking on there. And if you have got a link on there to book a discovery call with you, take that off, replace it with a link to your pre-qualifying form. Yeah, go do it. So should we recap then those five big mistakes you can make sure that you avoid those. The first one was make sure you tell people that you've got capacity because if you don't, people are not mind readers. So then we talked about how you shouldn't be wasting time 
with people who need persuading to work with you. You should only be working with people who are really keen and ready to work with you. Yeah, we talked about how you shouldn't waste time persuading somebody that they need to use ads. When you do that, they just end up being a nightmare client. Yeah, you don't want to drop your fees either. Um, Even if you think, oh, well, I'm new, I'm just starting out, or I don't have the experience, don't drop your fees. (laughs) She said it. She said it. Don't drop your fees. We also (laughs) talked about the importance of pre-qualifying. And if you are somebody who does have a book a call button on your website, go away from this podcast and go and change it so that people go and land on your pre-qualifying form instead. And then we wrapped up by talking about why you should be on our directory, the Meet the Social Pro directory. If you haven't visited our directory, by the way, go check it out. It's meetthesocialpro.com. And if you want to join that directory, make sure that you're on the waiting list for our membership, which is at thetwolauras.com forward slash inner hub. That's it. We will see you next week. Yeah, same time, same place. We would love to know as well what you thought of the show. So wherever you're listening, scroll down, leave us a review. Let us know what you loved about the episode and we will be back next week. Ta-ra! Toodle pip!